Maximovich with a traditional Ukrainian folk song, one of my favorites and uh, probably one of yours too because it is just so fun and that is a song about uh, marriage between an unlikely pair, a mosquito and a fly. <laughs> Trio Maximovich and Komarik. Dobry večer, šanovni radio suhači, ta vitaju vas vsih na radio peredaču naš holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, katera podajete vam na bohatomovni radio stacij AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri i pomereži PCJ radio Mižnorodnomu. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina Makori, djakuju što rišale per buta zimnoju nastupnu hodenu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver and in international syndication on PCJ Radio International. I'm Paula Demchik Makori, Pukarinske Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you on Ukrainian Jewish heritage. We'll be featuring part four of our four part series on the currencies of Ukraine and Israel and in this final episode, we'll be focusing on the currency of Ukraine. As well, a trip down memory lane and a look at St. Vladimir's Institute in Roblin, Manitoba. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a Canadian group called Tut Itam, based in Saskatchewan. And here they are now with Kozatskia Vysilia, a Cossack's wedding.
дубки на право, гуляє козак весілля. Три дубки на ліво, три дубки на право, гуляє козак весілля. Три дубки на ліво, три дубки на право, гуляє козак весілля. Три дубки на ліво, три дубки на право, гуляє козак весілля. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit shochenkofoundation.com. Edmonton, Alberta, that was millennia from their most recent CD, Budmohe, and uh, testament to that group's musical talent and versatility uh, with a bit of uh, California surfer sound 
to that song called Hey Donna Donna. Coming up next, speaking of surfers and the United States, this is a group, a klezmer group from New York, actually. And this song is an original composition. They performed it in California in surfer, um, not sure if it was Surfer City, but somewhere around there on the West Coast, <laughs> close to the ocean. Here they are with uh, original composition, a great story, great song, Golem with Train Across Ukraine. For a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to the final episode of our four-part series on the currencies of Ukraine and Israel. In episode one, the focus was on the respective histories of the currencies of these two states. In Episodes 2 and 3, we focused on eight prominent Jews born in Ukraine who were depicted on Israel's currency. In this fourth and final episode in the series, we will focus on the currency of Ukraine.
By 1994, less than three years after the breakup of the USSR, Ukraine had its own facility producing paper money of international standard quality, security level, and design. As we learned in Episode 1, however, its establishment faced many challenges and obstacles. The establishment of a mint that produced coins took even longer and followed an even more convoluted path. The first Ukrainian coins were made available in 1995. They were commemorative or collectible coins. A year later, general circulation coins were released. This coincided with Ukrainian monetary reform in 1996, when the Karbovinets was dropped in favor of the new Hryvnia. These early coins were produced at a temporary facility, a converted factory in Luhansk. They were the first coins minted on Ukrainian soil in over 300 years. Meanwhile, plans for a national coin production facility in Kiev had begun in 1995. In April of 1998, the new Ukrainian mint officially opened. Commemorative coins are issued to commemorate some particular event or issue. They sometimes serve as collector's items, but often are issued for regular circulation as well. They have a distinct design with reference to the occasion on which they were issued. In Ukraine's case, these occasions include the commemoration of prominent people, including Jews with Ukrainian roots. Solomon Nomovich Rabinovich was a leading Yiddish author and playwright. He was born in 1859 in Pedyaslav and grew up in the nearby shtetl of Voronkiv. In 1883, he published his first Yiddish story under the pseudonym Sholem Aleichem. By 1890, Sholem Aleichem was a central figure in Yiddish literature, the vernacular language of nearly all East European Jews. He produced over 40 volumes in Yiddish. One became the inspiration for the first commercially successful English-language stage production about Jewish life in Eastern Europe, the 1964 musical Fiddler on the Roof. Sholem Aleichem's Tevya the Dairyman was first published in 1894 in Yiddish. Fleeing pogroms, Sholem Aleichem left Kiev for New York City in 1906. He was an impassioned advocate of Yiddish as a national Jewish language and also devoted himself to the cause of Zionism. In 1907, he served as an American delegate to the 8th Zionist Congress held in The Hague. Sholem Aleichem was often referred to as the Jewish Mark Twain because of the two authors' similar writing styles and use of pen names. When Twain heard of this, he replied, Please tell him that I am the American Sholem Aleichem. Sholem Aleichem died in New York in 1916 after a long bout with tuberculosis. Sholem Aleichem's granddaughter, Belle Kaufman, followed in his footsteps. She became an American author and is most widely known for her novel, Up the Down Staircase, published in 1964. It was adapted to the stage and also made into a motion picture in 1967. In 1997, a monument dedicated to Sholem Aleichem was erected in Kiev. Streets were named after him in Kiev, Odessa, Venezia, Lviv, and Zhitomir. On March 2, 2009, 150 years after his birth, the National Bank of Ukraine issued an anniversary coin with a depiction of Sholem Aleichem. Lev Landau was a Soviet physicist who made fundamental contributions to many areas of theoretical physics. For his work, he received the Nobel Peace Prize in 1962. Landau was born on January 22, 1908, to Jewish parents in Baku, Azerbaijan. He was a child prodigy. At age 14, he matriculated at the Baku State University, studying in two departments simultaneously, the Departments of Physics and Mathematics and the Department of Chemistry. From 1932 to 1937, Landau headed the Department of Theoretical Physics at the Kharkiv Institute of Physics and Technology. In Kharkiv, he and a friend co-wrote the 10-volume Course of Theoretical Physics, 
which are still widely used as graduate-level physics texts. On April 27, 1938, Landau was arrested for comparing Stalinism to Nazism. He was held in the NKVD's infamous Lubyanka prison for a year. His renown and valuable contributions to science saved him from the Great Purge. Landau led a team of mathematicians supporting Soviet atomic and hydrogen bomb development. He calculated the dynamics of the first Soviet thermonuclear bomb. For this work, Landau received several awards from the Soviet state. Landau died in 1968, age 60, from injuries sustained in a car accident. In 2008, a Tuhrevnia commemorative coin was issued in honor of the 100th anniversary of the birth of Lev Landau. On January 22, 2019, Google celebrated what would have been Landau's 111th birthday with a Google Doodle. Ilya Ilyich Mechnikov was a zoologist of Jewish origin. He was born in the village of Ivanovka, near the city of Kharkiv. Mechnikov is best known for his pioneering research in immunology. He is considered the father of natural immunity. He is also credited for coining the term gerontology in 1903 for the emerging study of aging and longevity. He developed a theory that aging is caused by toxic bacteria in the gut. Mechnikov and Paul Ehrlich were jointly awarded the 1908 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine. Their works are regarded as the foundation of the science of immunology. In 1862, Mechnikov enrolled at Kharkiv University for Natural Sciences. Another child prodigy, he completed his four-year degree in two years. In 1867, he received his doctorate at the University of St. Petersburg. Then he went on to teach at the Imperial Novorossiya University, now Odessa University. In 1882, due to the political turmoil after the assassination of Russian Tsar Alexander II, Mechnikov resigned from Odessa University. He went to Sicily to set up a private laboratory. He then returned to Odessa as director of an institute set up to carry out Louis Pasteur's vaccine against rabies. In 1888, he went back to Paris, where Pasteur gave him an appointment at the Pasteur Institute. Mechnikov wrote notable books on immunity, the prevention of infectious diseases, and the prolongation of life. He died in 1916 in Paris of a heart attack. His ashes rest in the Pasteur Institute Library. A Tuhrevnia nickel-silver coin, released in 2005, commemorated the 160th anniversary of the birth of Ilya Mechnikov. In the late 1690s, a magnificent synagogue with a late Renaissance appearance was built for the rapidly growing community of Jovkva, a town founded in 1594. The Jewish community's roots in Jovkva run deep. The oldest Jewish tombstone in Jovkva dates back to 1610. In 1690, local Jews established a Hebrew printing press, and a Jewish tailor's guild dates back to 1693. The synagogue survived two devastating fires in the 18th and 19th centuries, but the worst devastation occurred in the 20th century. At the start of World War II, Jovkva's Jewish community made up half the town's population of 10,000. The synagogue was the center of religious life, and secular Jewish institutions included a school, a cultural society, and a football team. In 1941, Nazi occupiers demolished the synagogue, leaving only the walls standing. German troops destroyed the cemetery and used the tombstones to build roads. Of Jovkva's 5,000 Jews, only a few dozen survived the war, and most emigrated. In 1994, the Ukrainian government declared Central Jovkva, where the synagogue is located, a state historical architectural reserve. In 2000, the World Monuments Fund declared the Jovkva Synagogue one of the 100 most endangered sites and provided a grant towards its restoration. 
In November of 2012, a Tenhrebnia synagogue in Jovkva, silver coin was issued in honor of the 320th anniversary of the construction of this architectural masterpiece. Last but not least, we will wrap up our series on the currencies of Ukraine and Israel with a commemorative banknote. The Karbovinets has been a distinct unit of currency in Ukraine during three separate periods of the 20th century. It is also a predecessor currency of today's Ukrainian hryvnia. On June 18, 1917, a new Ukrainian state emerged, the Ukrainian People's Republic. The fledgling state's first banknote of 100 Karbovinets denomination was issued on December 19, 1917. It is not widely known, but so profound was the impact of Jews on Ukraine that Yiddish was one of the four state languages on this banknote. The others were Ukrainian, Russian, and Polish. The inclusion of these four languages on the banknote reflected the Ukrainian principles of state-building, respect for all nations and peoples that inhabited ethnic Ukrainian lands, with freedoms and rights equal to those of the dominant ethnic group. Unfortunately, Ukraine's attempt at independence from Russia lasted only from 1917 till 1921. The new currency disappeared along with Ukraine's democratic dream, which almost a century later finally came true. On December 29, 2017, the National Bank of Ukraine introduced a souvenir 100 Karbovinets note commemorating the centenary of the Ukrainian Revolution of 1917 to 1921 and the first Ukrainian paper money. The design is based on the original 100 Karbovinets banknote designed in 1917 and circulated in 1918. It features illustrations of a large wreath of flowers, fruits and vegetables, which a century ago were considered to be valuable entities. Annotations mark the Ukrainian Revolution of 1917 to 1921 and the note's 100th anniversary. Although it is not legal tender, Ukraine's souvenir 100 Karbovinets note nonetheless is the first banknote issued on the European continent since World War II that incorporates a Jewish language. This series on the currencies of Ukraine and Israel was inspired by articles from the website of the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter. You can find them, along with stunning illustrations, at ukrainianjewishencounter.org. I'm Pavlina, producer and host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I hope you enjoyed this series. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. This is CHMB, AM 1320, Vancouver. Every day, more Ukrainian soldiers are killed or wounded by Russian invaders. You can help wounded heroes by joining the Adopt-A-Soldier program of registered charity Ukraine War Amps. A small monthly donation goes very far for medical services and living expenses and creates a special bond between you and a wounded hero. 100% of your contribution goes to the soldier. Please, adopt a soldier today. Visit ukrainewaramps.ca or find us on Facebook.
sheet of fun Just a pull up for Burian Hoidana, hoidana, na Burian, no, you're not provis Polar nets have no nevis Burian, no, you're not provis Polar nets have no hobbies Oi, oi, oi And they call us Annie Spitz
Chovin kita yet ya seret bode tirki odni komishi zvidrum shutku yuchenav silate voroshate junochi nubadu cheno prede prede zabudam dene yaslo nubadu cheno prede prede Zabudem dene je zlo, čoven pogodi, veke tu je sja, kozak divčeni, veke tu je sja, čom tebe divčeno, Usta solo denki šovi se luba i mele se je. That was high profile from their second CD tribute to Ukrainian heritage and a traditional Ukrainian folk song about a rocking boat. Before them, Sluhai, also from Winnipeg, with Oipuyiko Nashivan, there went Arjani. Up next, more Winnipeg talent. This is Molodsi, a young group, or a group of young people rather, and that is the translation translation of their name and here they are now with a traditional Ukrainian folk song Yiko Yiko Kozak Mistom a Kozak rode into town Kopitom kamin trisnus sovodejko, hajus visnuta raz, dva sovodejko, hajus visnuta raz. Svisnu sola veiko zakuvala zozu venka tarazva, zakuvala zozu venka taraz. Sola veiko ridni prate veklič meni divčas hati tarazva, veklič meni divčas hati taraz. Many 
маю їй сказати, чи не била вчора мати Тараспа, чи не била вчора мати Тарас. Nadia Kazimira is a former archivist at Library and Archives Canada and a contributor to the Ukrainian radio program in Ottawa hosted by Irena Bell. Nadia has a keen interest in history and music in Canada. From 1996 to 2004, she was involved in numerous projects, enabling the development of Canadian content for the Internet. She grew up in Regina, where she attended university and eventually settled in Ottawa. She has two master's degrees, one in Canadian history and the other in international affairs, specializing in Soviet and East European studies. She also has an associate in music from the University of Saskatchewan. Nadia originally produced tonight's feature on Roblin, Manitoba, St. Vladimir's Seminary and Choir for Ottawa's Ukrainian program, and she and Irena have been kind enough to share it with Nasholus listeners. The inspiration for this feature comes from Nadia's fond memories of hearing the choir when she was a youngster, when they were on one of their concert tours to Regina. The history of Ukrainian church activity... Catholic, Orthodox, and Protestant, spends over 110 years in Canada. St. Vladimir's College was located on a 160-acre campus just outside Roblin, Manitoba. It is remembered as a Ukrainian Catholic residential high school and minor seminary for boys managed under the leadership of the Ukrainian Redemptorist Fathers for many years. Operated intermittently in the 1940s and early 1950s, then closed for several years, St. Vlad's was reopened with full accreditation in 1958 once provincial educational requirements were met. The college was most vibrant in the 1960s and 1970s when it could accommodate up to 48 boarders. In addition to meeting the objectives of the Manitoba High School curriculum, the purpose of the minor seminary was to first provide young men with a good knowledge and understanding of their faith and secondly, to enrich the students' education through a program of traditional Ukrainian choral music, Ukrainian dance, Ukrainian traditional instruments, and the annual spring concert tour, which went through various parts of Canada and the United States. From 1963 to 72, the choir was instructed by Dr. Pavlo Matsenko, the highly respected musicologist on Ukrainian liturgical choral music, who had completed his studies in Prague, and emigrated to Winnipeg in 1936. Ukrainian liturgical choral music was, of course, an integral part of the students' education at St. Vlad's. Every Sunday evening, the students sang the Vespers that you just heard, often with Father Petro Romanishin as the celebrant. These Vespers were recorded in the early 1960s as part of a two-record set, which also included the choral works for Holy Week services before Easter. In particular, Holy Thursday prayers, the Passion Matins, Spivani Molitve Utrini Strasti, and the Friday Jerusalem Matins, Jerusalemski Utrini Nehrobnui. 
Let's listen to a minute of the Jerusalem Matins, the Jerusalemski Utrenya. Slava Sveti, Odno Istotni Oživljajuci, I Nepodilni Trojci, Nini Poksar Čas, I Na Vike Vični. Flats College was run by the Redemptorist Fathers until the early 1990s, when they decided that they could no longer be involved in operating educational institutions. Then St. Vladimir's College was operated under the Eparchy of Winnipeg, closed around 2004. What has happened to this property? In 2007, the Roblin and District Chamber of Commerce announced the sale of St. Vlad's College and the establishment of Continental College, an English second-language school for Asian students, but it is not certain that the deal was realized. And what has happened to the students of St. Vlad's? Some entered the priesthood, but many more continued their love of music through participation in Ukrainian choirs, such as Winnipeg's Husli, and closer to home, Ottawa's choir Accord, where Danny Lega is a prominent member and soloist whom we've often heard on this radio program. This feature on Roblin, Manitoba, St. Vladimir's Seminary and Choir was created and narrated by Nadia Kazimira, a former archivist at Library and Archives Canada. She originally produced it for Ottawa's Ukrainian program, hosted by Irena Bell, who kindly agreed to share it with Nasholas listeners.
And that was the Hoosley Choir from Winnipeg with probably some members or graduates of St. Vlad's. And that song was a traditional Ukrainian folk song, Kolomeka. You've been listening to Nosh Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show in Vancouver, which comes to you Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m. here on AM 1320 CHMB on the radio dial and online at am1320.com. In between broadcasts, please visit our Facebook page and Twitter, as well as our website, where you'll find transcripts and audio files and a link to our podcast, and that is www.noshholos.com. There's a link to our Patreon site there as well, where you'll find playlists, proverbs, and other extra features for patrons and donors. I do hope you'll engage with me there and support the show by following our page or becoming a patron. I love to hear from you, so please send your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. And our proverb of the week translates as, If you have wisdom and knowledge, you will not go astray in life. Well, with that, we've come to the end of our program. So to wrap things up, we have the Ukrainian old-timers also from Winnipeg and the Roosters Polka. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320, thanks for listening and Dobranich!
Hi, I hope you enjoyed this edition of the show. If you're not yet a Patreon supporter of Nosh Holos, I hope you'll consider becoming one today, with the digital equivalent of a cup of coffee once or twice a month, or maybe even a snack or a meal. There's an option for every budget. To become a Patreon supporter, just go to www.patreon.com and search for Nosh Holos. Or go to www.noshholos.com and click on the orange Patreon button on any page there. Thank you for listening and for your support. Shterodyakuyu. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.